You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Valentine's Views Podcast. You guys might have been expecting a... uh, a roster review show today, but uh, that's not what you're going to be getting. So uh, to have a special guest for you guys today, those of you who who are watching on YouTube can see that I have a guest and that happens to be former New York Giants first round draft pick, Justin Pugh. I'm thrilled that Justin will give us some time today. Justin, how you doing? Thank you very, very much. I'm doing well. It's about 115 degrees out here in Phoenix, so uh, I'm channeling some of that Jersey Shore breeze coming in right now, keeping me cool. There you go. Well, it's not it's it, it's not exactly cool up this way either, but but it's it's not 115 degrees either. So we'll we'll take it. We'll take it. But hey, let me start with this. There's so many things that that I want to talk to you about today, but Tuesday's roster cuts day. In the NFL. This will be our our Wednesday morning show. We're recording Tuesday night, and you've never, you know, first round draft pick. You've never been in a position of of having to walk into having to be called in into an office and and being cut. But still, how hard of a day is this to watch guys that you've worked with for months, you know, have to turn in their playbooks and and be told that you know that they either their careers are done or they have to go find another opportunity. Yeah. It's a, it's a sobering moment when you're in the facility, we call it the grim reaper. There's that one or two guys that walk around, you know, that if he comes up to your locker, you're going to have to uh, get your things and you you know, you know, you're going to get cut. And the first time I really, it really hit home for me was one of my best friends, the New York giants, Eric Herman. You don't think, you know, when you go to college, you're on scholarship, you know, you have four years and there's a, there's a, there's an ending in sight and the NFL, you never know when that time's going to come. And I remember thinking, you know, this is one of my best friends on the team. There's no way he could ever get cut. And, and he did. And I just remember like tearing up for him because I know his story. I know where he came from. I know how much football meant to him. And, you know, he, he caught on with a few other teams, but it was just, uh, it was that, that realization that this is a business and every year you have 40 to 50 guys losing their jobs, losing their careers. And what's next, what's next for those guys. And that's something that, you know, I'm trying to, to work through right now. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what's next for me. If I'm going to play one more year or transition to, to life after football, but I've had a 10 year runway and I've had time to prepare. A lot of these guys haven't. And that's something that, uh, that has to change. Yeah, we'll get into that. I know that you've been uh, you've been vocal on social media about a lot of that stuff, and and you know about developing your own post football career path. And we'll get into some of that in a minute. But you know, I saw an interview that you did a while back, I think, with Pat Leonard from the Daily News, and you talked about maybe you know maybe you know being open to a return to the Giants 
And I guess the question at this point is, are you healthy? I know you were cleared to work out for teams. Are you healthy? And is your plan, you know, if somebody, if somebody wants Justin Pugh, is your plan to play for another year? Yeah. So my plan is to play for another year. So two reasons as why I want to play. And then I'll circle back on the Giants specifically. Um, I don't want my career ending, me walking off the field, injured, torn ACL. First major injury of my career. You know, I've had a, I've had MCL. I've had some, some pulled quad, calf, minor things. This is a 12-month recovery period. And it's been something that I, I want to come back and go out on my own terms. That's one. I'm having a daughter in January. Oh, congratulations. I would love to have her on the field for a game. So that means I probably have to be in the either one of the championship games or the Super Bowl. So <laughs> I'm really looking for a team that has the ability to go to go all the way. I mean, I'm not doing this for the dollars. I'm not doing this for the money. I'm doing this to to play the sport I love and end my career on my terms. And who knows? I, I didn't do training camp this year. Uh Maybe this isn't a one-year thing. Maybe this is something where I can continue to do this. Um, I love the game. I love what the game provides to me personally, just from a competitive standpoint. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I've played for as long as I have. Um, so then to circle back to really answer your question, the injury, I'm cleared. I'm clear to start training. I've been training O-line for the past two weeks at uh, O-line Performance, which is LaCharles Bentley's place out here. And he's changed the name, actually. Um, mm -hmm. But training with um, C.J. Davis, a former NFL offensive lineman. So I'm working through that right now, doing all my drills. Um, basically, when I get back to a team, I'm looking to, to have some acclimation period where I, you know, I go out there and I practice and I get back my feet back under me. I, I assume that I could be ready to go in a few weeks. Um, but I'm looking at this for the long haul. Like I told you, my goal is to play in the Super Bowl this year. So I don't, I'm not necessarily like eager to get out there for week two. I want to make sure I come back as it's progressed the right way. And, and in doing so, I think I'll have the ability to, to go be a, a major contributor for a team down the stretch. And, and I've had teams reach out and I've talked to a bunch of teams and I told them what I'm looking for. And it's trying to find the right fit. And that's something that not a lot of teams fit the bill of what I'm, what I want to do right now. But the Giants are definitely one of those teams that has the ability to make the run, has the ability to, you know, they have the quarterback, they have the defense, they have a lot of those things you're looking for. So there definitely could be some conversations. But again, it's, it's I'm only 50%, probably even less than 50% <laughs> of that equation. Really, it's 100% on, on, on the GM over there in New York and what he, what he wants to do. You had a good run in New York, even though, I mean, you guys didn't win as much as anybody would have liked to to win, but you had a good run. It would be kind of nice to to come full circle and and finish uh, and finish with the Giants, I would think. No, it would be amazing. I got a lot of friends, I got a lot of family, um, and there's some unfinished business there for sure. I think my second to last year was that wild card game against Green Bay, and then the, the year following, things kind of all fell apart for us, and that whole offensive line went their, went their separate ways. Everyone was kind of gone after that. But all those guys, you know, ended their career somewhere else. I have the ability and, and good fortune to, to have ability to play one more year. So we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. It is a business. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of teams out there that need interior offensive line depth. So we see how the season progresses. I think the Giants, you know, have, a, have some young talent. From what I've seen so far, the, those guys go out there and battle, and they got to continue to continue to learn and progress in the game. But there's some very talented guys on that Giants offensive line. They have a lot of, a lot of really key pieces in place.
Let's talk a little bit about something that I know you've been involved in a lot recently. And we talked about it a little bit at the top of the show about guys moving on from their NFL careers, about being prepared. I look at your at your bio on the platform formerly known as Twitter, which which I, I, I don't use the other name. I just say platform formerly known as Twitter. I'm but, with you uh, on that. But your bio says football player slash real estate investor. And I know that you have spent a lot of time, even when you were with the, when you were with the Giants, I can remember you, you know, having conversations about things that you were doing away from the field and opportunities you were trying to create for yourself away from the field. Um, but I see you trying to reach out and help players now who might be looking for opportunities. Just talk to me about about what it is you're trying to do, whether you've got anything formal going on, or if it's just sort of informal, hey, here's what I've done, uh, you know, here's how I've prepared for this, and you know, make sure you're ready if the time comes. Yeah, I mean, I, when you look at my New York Giants story, I didn't think I was gonna be first round. I got a second, third round grade. I didn't know I had the ability to, to go and, and play at this level. So when I first got to New York and, and signed that contract, I was, in a whirlwind and I was trying to figure it out and I had some pretty good infrastructure around me to figure it out. And I also had to, to, to let some people go. So I thought I was building out this, this superstar team of, of consultants and advisors and I was making some wrong decisions. And I think that's something that athletes become targets. Athletes become easy victims in a lot of these schemes. I mean, look at Baker Mayfield. I think he's suing his father and brother right now for, $12 million of missing funds. Like that's a major, major story. Mm -hmm. That unfortunately is a story for a lot of NFL guys. And when COVID hit in, in Arizona, the Cardinals came to me and said, Hey, you got to take a pay cut or we're going to cut you. You know, throughout my career, I've played in every game I've ever started. Every game I've ever suited up, I've started that game. I've always been a great player. I've had Pro Bowl cusp years where I've had an injury or something quite not make it. I'm a pretty damn good NFL player. And I argue with some people on, the platform formerly known as Twitter about that. They're like, oh, you're injury prone. I started 120 games in the NFL. Like go back to my draft class and tell me how many guys from that draft class have 120 games under their belt. There's some guys that had some Pro Bowl seasons, but consistently I've been that guy that has produced on the field. And the Cardinals came to me and said, hey, you, you've been a, a great player for us. We appreciate everything you've done. You're one of our key starters and a leader of this team, but we're going to need you to take a pay cut. We're in COVID and you're not an all pro. Cap's going down you're going to be a casualty. And I'm sitting there like, F you is what my, my thought was to, to the GM and to the, to the team at the time. And then I realized, what do I want to do after football? And I really had a come to Jesus moment where I, had to, I, I don't have a plan for what's next. So COVID was a blessing in disguise for me because it really got me to get outside of my comfort zone. So I went and started working for a real estate development firm out here in Arizona while I was training. Decided to come back for one more, swallow my pride, took the pay cut. And, uh, and came back, which is, we see it all the time in the NFL, but it's a tough pill to swallow. If, like, if you're doing your same job and I'd say, hey, you're going to take a 75% pay cut. And then to get to 50%, you have to earn it through incentives. It, it, it gets in your crawl. I don't care who you are. But um, I started working in for a real estate developer in the afternoons. I would train in the mornings. And instead of going home, like a lot of NFL guys do, you play video games, you go golfing, you, you go out. I was going to the office and I was you know, as an unpaid internship, I'm basically just going up and getting and soaking up knowledge. And 
you know, that's what I've been doing for the past two seasons now. And once I tore my ACL this year, I thought the career was done. I was like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not coming back from this. And, you know, started working full time. I was going and training in the mornings, doing my PT. And then I would go in and to the office in the afternoons. And eventually August rolled around, you start to get that itch. You want to play again. But I know that once I'm done, I have a job offer to go work in, in that space. But not only do I want to do that, I want to be able to help guys accomplish those same goals, help network. We have such access and leverage right now when there's NFL player next to our name, reach back into that database at, for me, for Syracuse University or, you know, the New York Giants fan base. The Giants fan base has been the most supportive fan base, even when I've been in Arizona, because they know I didn't want to leave. I wanted to end my career. I wanted to be a Chris, the David Deal, once a giant, always a giant. That was something that I, in my head, always had envisioned. And still to this day, when I go back to New York, I get nothing but love from fans, from people in the in the business world. And that means a lot to me. And it's, it's a reason why part of the reason why I want to come back to New York because of the fans and the appreciation they have. Yeah. And I did see, you know, you've been you've been reaching out the other than, you know, your own work. Are you just sort of reaching out informally saying, hey, if you need some advice, you, you know, I, I've, I've been down this path or, or would you like to formalize that in some way? At some point, we'll probably formalize that. I mean, I'm starting a podcast. It's going to be called Net Worth with Justin Pugh. And I'm going to try to take guys through a journey of what it's like to come into the NFL, assembling a team, handling sudden wealth creation, um, and also talk about different aspects. Like the Baker Mayfield situation is a great scenario or a holdout and how that works. A lot of fans don't even know how NFL players get paid, get taxed, how they deal with certain things because it's just – it's a fantasy world to a lot of people. And they're like, oh, you're just this athlete. And you're sitting up on this castle. People don't realize the dark side of the NFL and, and how guys go broke. And people want to laugh at athletes and say, hey, I, I don't feel bad for you. You had a free education. And, and they don't realize that most guys are given education and degrees that are meaningless and you can't fall back on them. So I want to go out there and help change the perception, peel back the curtain for the fans, but also peel back for the NFL players. Because a lot of times players get pissed off about fantasy football but at the same time fantasy football is what help cash our checks so i want fans engaged in fantasy football so there's a <laughs> there's a good side of, of, of both of these things where we need the perspective i think uh, of where to go next and what i want to be able to do is give guys a resource to reach out to me i can show them the kind of blueprint i took to get to where i'm at and i'm nowhere near where i want to be but i want to be able to help guys I, I at least have a purpose and i know what's next it's interesting because you know, even in what I do, I get people will come up to me or they'll write to me and they'll say, oh, you get to talk to NFL players and that's so awesome. You get to go in the locker room and talk to Justin Pugh and you get to talk to Daniel Jones. And But you know what? I've been doing it now for 15 years or, or longer and, and it, it becomes like what you do every day. It's, it, it's, it's a job. It becomes normal. And the thing that I try to tell people is, Yes, they're NFL players, and yes, they have a big paycheck, and and yes, you know their name, and they're on television, but they have families, and they have things that go on behind the scenes, and they're people who have issues just like you and I do, who have to go home and deal with things just like you and I do, and like you were saying, you know, being an NFL player and being in the public eye comes with its own set of, of issues as well. Champagne problems. I know people always tell me all the time, <laughs> suck it up. But I will tell you this. I mean, I have, you know, from where I come from, I never thought I'd be playing in the NFL. I probably was that person that was chirping, 
you know, I grew up an, an Eagles fan, which a lot of my Giants folks know and don't hold that against me. And you know, I still love where I'm from, but I used to chirp like Donovan McNabb probably. He's a Syracuse guy, so I know I can say something about Donovan. I probably was a 12-year-old that was giving Donovan McNabb a hard time. Hey, you're making millions of dollars, but you don't realize he's got a family. He's got a life. He supports his family. Um, and then the business gets in. Like the one thing that I find and why a lot of guys get in trouble financially and everyone's like, oh, you made millions of dollars. The lifestyle jumped up. As soon as I made a million dollars, the jumps, the, the lifestyle jumped up with it. And when you go to zero dollars, you're not making a dime and you have no skills to go earn any money. This, this gap right here is how guys go broke. They don't know how much they're spending a month. And then all of a sudden they have, they're making zero income. This goes, this is what, this is what eats guys up real quick. And that's yeah. the part that people don't understand. I'm a lot of NFL guys, myself included, never learned the value of a dollar because I went from making zero to making, you know, NFL money. And that's a big jump. And I didn't know how to handle it. And, and most guys don't. Yeah, that's that's an interesting point because guys, you know, they don't they don't teach you how to how to all of a sudden go from no paycheck to a multi-million dollar paycheck. Nobody teaches you how to do that. It's this and then right back down. Like you have a very I mean, if everyone do people understand the average NFL career is two and a half years? And then the average salary over that period of time is seven, eight hundred thousand dollars taxed that you're getting taxed at 50% because you have state, you have federal, then you have your agent, then you have any marketing fees, then you have like to live off of. So those guys are gonna try to live the rest of their lives off five, six hundred grand. I've seen how quickly that gets spent. And again, I'm not asking anyone to feel bad for us, but I'm going to be there for those guys because I've seen those guys go to zero. I've seen those guys have to ask people, you know, to help them out. And that's just, I have a soft spot for, for athletes and, and it's just something I'm, I'm going to fight that fight for those guys and try to help them sustain, you know, they're, they have this trajectory. They have no debt in college. They have, you know, a great foundation to, to build off from there. And, and I don't expect people to feel bad for us, but I'll, I'm going to be there for those guys. Absolutely, because there's a lot of guys out there who, as you've said, haven't done what you've done and haven't figured out a career path and have always thought football would be there and and don't know what to do when the when the game's gone. The the game defines us for the most of us is all we've done since we were little boys. And when the game is taken away from you, I can tell you from experience this last year. It's not easy. It's, it, it defines who you are. It defines a lot of times. It's what brought my family together. Like we would, we would rally around. Oh, Cardinals are playing the Giants. We're all going to go to that game, or you know, they'll, they'll come out to a game when we're playing in New Orleans. And my whole family would come out for a game. And now, when that's taken away, it's what do we do? <laughs> it's, it's been what has brought us together for the last 15, 20 years. Well, I, I absolutely appreciate your effort to, to reach out and, and help people. And I think that, that you're a great model for, for preparing for life after football. And, you know, fingers crossed that it's not over for you yet because you don't want it to be over yet. And, you know, it's not over yet. We have some offers on the table. It's just deciding which, which one of those we're going to go with. So, you know, it's we're, far we're, from over. We're recording here on Tuesday night and the roster deadline was, was about three hours ago. And, and I was hoping you'd break some news for me and, t and tell me and tell me you had a deal. It, uh, we do not have a deal yet. We do not have a deal yet. And I don't <laughs> I, have a deal with I any tried. teams yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I tried. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know it, there's a lot that has to go on. I mean, and for me personally, it's like, let's, if, if teams want to evaluate talent they have and if teams want to see who gets cut and who's out there in the market it allows me to do the same thing i can go out there and watch teams and see hey is this an organization and a team i want to be a part of 
How are they playing? How do they start the season? Maybe I don't sign for the first week or two of the season and I can, you know, kind of get an idea of, of what, what I'm getting myself into. Like if the team starts out four and oh, five and oh, and they have a need at guard, maybe that's a good situation to go to. Sure. You've earned the right at this point to, uh, to, to pick the place you want to be. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of both. The team has to have a need in that area. You know, I'm not going to go somewhere where I'm not going to go to the Indianapolis Colts who have Quentin Nelson at left guard. I mean, maybe they they have right guard needs, but I mean, it's just like you're looking at, if they have two all pro guards, it's probably not a place I'm going to end up. Absolutely. I hear you. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's, you know, I want to, uh, I want to spin away from this a little bit and talk about a couple of other things with you. I want to talk about uh, about the place where you played for the last five years. I want to talk about what's going on in Arizona. Um, and I just, I just, you're starting to laugh, but I, I just, I want your thoughts on on what's going on in Arizona. You know, with moving on from so many of the players they've moved on from, including Colt McCoy and. Cole McCoy's and, in my garage working out right now. <laughs> are you serious? He, he he lives down the street from me. I've, I'd call him in, but he's a little too far right now. But yeah, Colt, Colt is the ultimate uh, bro. Like the, a day after, I, that was completely shocking, by the way. And we can go back to that. But a day after the guy gets released, he's in my garage working out. It's 115 degrees out. He he could he's he's a grinder. He is the ultimate football guy. Yeah, he, I say in Texas when they pray in Texas, they do the Father, Son, and Colt McCoy. That's what I. That's what, that's the joke I always say. He <laughs> oh, is. Uh, he is the ultimate go. pro. I, I wish I would have got to play with him in New York as well. Fortunately enough to play with him here in Arizona. I think that was a mistake. Yeah, it's just it's hard. You know, I can't imagine right now being a fan of the Cardinals, and I might understand, you know, where they're headed and what their long term thinking is, but. I'm thinking about the perspective of a player in that locker room right now who's I mean, got to put his who's got to put his body on the line for the next 4 months. Yeah, I mean, as a player in that locker room, you and this is kind of my opinion and, and no one has to agree with it, but like you're a mercenary. Like the, the Cardinals are paying you to do a job this year and the job is the goal is not to win a championship. The goal is to build a foundation to win a championship in the future. And I think Monty the, the, the general manager in Arizona is doing a great job. Do I, would I have made those same decisions? 
he's setting the Cardinals up for the future. He's got two potentially top five picks next year. So as long as you don't win too many games this year, you're going to have a top five pick. We know Houston, unless they become something completely out of the ordinary, they're going to have a top five pick. So the Cardinals potentially can have two, two top five picks. If we have Kyler at quarterback, we can trade one of those for a, a you know, we know what the top three, four or five pick goes for. Now you're going to get multiple first round picks. I think Monty is going to have the Cardinals back up and running in no time. And this year, the fans will have to eat it. The players in the roster will have to eat it. But really, he's keeping around most of the players that he sees as part of the future that won't just be here this year, that will be there you know, going forward. And I, I somewhat agree. It's going to be a crappy year as a fan of the Cardinals. I think they surprise and win more games than people think because what's going to happen is teams are going to sleepwalk into the game thinking they don't have to show up and the Cardinals will surprise them because they're still NFL players with NFL talent. But um, I think at the end of the day, if, if Kyler comes back, they have a, a lot of draft assets. They have a lot of cap room. I think the Cardinals make the, fl- make the flip a whole lot quicker than people think. All right. You know, the last thing I want to do with you is I want to throw a few names at you, just four or five player names, four or five people, and just get your, uh, get your sort of quick reaction if, uh, if, if you're up for that. No, I'm, I'm up for it. Let's hope there's some good names on there. Well, I, I, I took some time to prep this list, so hopefully uh, hopefully there's a few good names on it. I need to start with uh, with a former teammate of yours who uh, who just landed with the Giants the other day. Isaiah Simmons, what are the Giants getting? Isaiah is, uh, is a great guy, great player. He, he had some, some fit issues here in Arizona. I think that's been a little bit of a story here in Arizona. We've drafted a lot of guys in the first round, and didn't necessarily know where he wanted to put them. You look at Hassan Reddick, we had him playing inside linebacker, and you put him on the ball, and he's an all-pro, pro pro bowl eh, rusher. Um, Mm -hmm. We had Zayvon Collins last year, who we drafted and put him at middle linebacker, and now he's on the ball rushing the quarterback. And I just think confidence starts to eat away at a guy. You put him at linebacker, he has some issues there. You put him him on the ball, really trying to figure out where he fit in the scheme. I think with with what the, the Cardinals are trying to do, it was a great trade. And Isaiah said it best. I saw his clip. I think it's a good deal. Myself for a seventh rounder. The Giants have nothing to lose. Isaiah's now has nothing to lose. That pressure's off his shoulder. What are you, a safety, a linebacker, an edge rusher? Isaiah can just go play free. And I think in Wink, Wink system, which I've obviously known playing you know, against the Ravens and the Giants, you get an athlete like that who's 6'4", 240, can run a 4'4". Isaiah's going to... He's, you know, he's he's going to be a little embarrassed too, getting traded for a seventh rounder. He's going to go out there and has a lot to prove this year. I think the Giants reap the benefits of that. And he doesn't have to play. I've said this to people. He doesn't have to play like a top ten pick. He doesn't have to be. He's got to play. He's got to play like a sixth rounder for the value to be there. And that right there is what I think. Isaiah has all the attributes to to go out and do it, and he's done it. I mean, his statistics. You look. He's had hundred tackle seasons. He's going to go out there with no pressure and get to go run around. I like those odds. All right. Let me ask you about uh, another former Giant who played on the other side of the offensive line with you last year, Uh, Will Hernandez, a guy that had an up and down kind of time with the Giants in in some ways, you know, similar to, to, to yourself with the Giants. But statistically, when I look at it, it looked like he had a really, really good year for the Cardinals last year. Just your thoughts on Will. 
I love Will. I mean, I wish I wish I could have played with Will because I feel like what I've learned about how to build an offensive line and just not just from a draft position, but how to build it from a camaraderie standpoint, how to build confidence in that room. Here's the best example I can give you. Did you hear what Aaron Rodgers said about Makai Becton and the yes. praise and the love that he sent his way? That's what we did with Will last year. Like Will came in and Will's my brother. Like Will was at my house every Thursday. We were having meals. We were going out together. We were eating. I know his, I know his relationships. I know his, I met his family. I know his boys. Like me and Will will forever be best friends because of what we went through. And that's something that I think we lacked when I was in New York. That, that was the, that was the missing component because the offensive line that I had in New York, not I had, that we had in New York. Eric Flowers, me, Weston Richburg, John Jerry, Bobby Hart. The one thing we miss is this. Like, we weren't this. We were a bunch of talented guys. And, and the reason I can say talented, Eric Flowers got paid once he left. I got paid once I left. Weston got paid once he left. John Jerry got another contract once he left. And Bobby Hart got paid once he left. We had the talent. We never had the camaraderie. And that was something where in New York it's hard because I was young. I was living in Hoboken. Eric was living further away and you, it's hard to get together in New York. And if I would have known what I know now, like if I go back to New York tomorrow, I already know what can make, what can make the Giants offensive line better. It's having meals every, and they may be doing that already. I don't want to say they're not, but that's something that we missed out on when we were in New York, because if you know a guy's story and you know what they've been through, you play harder for those guys and you show guys compassion and that you have their backs. And that's what happened with Will Hernandez. And, and Will's one of the best, one of the better guards in the NFL. You can look at the stats. And I couldn't be more proud. He got a contract this year to stay with the Cardinals. And uh, Will Will's going to have another five, six years of playing really high-quality football. Nice. Let me throw another name at you. Tom Coughlin. Coach Coughlin. I'm still scared of Coach Coughlin. <laughs> oh. um, I used to be scared of Coach, but I've I've actually had him on the show a couple times, and no, uh, and he's you've been got really good. You've gotten to see like the personal side. Like I still have the Justin. Why don't Why are you not have the right color socks on, or why do you not have the <laughs> the team issued shorts on? And I and you, you know I think I, one time I was late to a meeting my rookie year, and the first person I saw was Coach Coughlin. I've never been late to anything ever again in my life. And <laughs> great oh. man, great leader. His, his style, I don't know if any coaches really have that style anymore besides New England and, and Belichick, um, but just a great man. I'm so fortunate that I got to play for him, soon to be Hall of Famer. Um, that, that first year in New York, I got to play with some legends. Like the offensive line we had, unfortunately, we didn't get to recreate the success years after, but I got, got to, a glimpse of what it was like to play with Super Bowl winning caliber team and that's something that i'll always remember and, and it all started with coach coughlin so uh the the next name i'm gonna throw at you is uh is is the quarterback of that group that you played with eli manning just thoughts on him and and I, and i'm very curious knowing what you know about eli and the way he was as a player in the locker room did you see the tv personality that he's become. Did you see that? Did you ever see that happening? Yes. Eli's the biggest kid that I've ever met. So the first thing that comes to mind is NFL royalty. So there's one thing that I found out throughout my career is you don't mess with NFL royalty. You don't mess with the Mannings. You don't mess with Larry Fitzgerald. Unfortunately, you know, 
I, my time was cut short in New York and I wasn't able to be there for those last two or two, two years of Eli's career. But I got to see, he was the first person that called me when I got drafted besides the team. You know, that next morning, Eli Manning's calling me. He uh, showed me what it was like to be a pro. Him, Zach Diossi, Justin Tuck were the three guys that I would put on my Mount Rushmore of Giants teammates that showed me the ropes. And he just led from the front. He wasn't a rah-rah guy, but he was a, he was a prankster. He always was doing pranks. <laughs> Him and the O-line, I remember one year, put that. You know if you, like, you buy a T-shirt and there's like a pin on there that if you take it off, it explodes blue and dyes the shirt, so it just defeats the purpose? <laughs> I don't know how they got this. I, I do. Some cop in, in New York gave it to him or something. They got this blue dye, and they put it in my gloves and my cleats. So when I played and I sweat through it, it activated this blue dye. And my hands for two weeks were blue. My feet were blue for two weeks straight. Those that guys were – that had, had, that had to be your rookie year? It was my rookie year. And, oh. and Eli, that same guy, is on TV now. Eli's never had to grow up. Think about it. His, <laughs> he grew up in the NFL locker room with his dad. Then his brother's playing. Then he's playing. And it's like he's he grew up in the locker room. He's never had to – worry about HR breathing down his neck for dying someone's hands blue or, or <laughs> having a joke. And that's exactly how he's portrayed on TV. Eli has got this sense of humor that not many people knew about. And Eli took so much heat as the quarterback of the New York Giants. and got so much love, but took so much heat. And I was like, if, any, if people only knew what he was really like, they would, they would be very, very entertained. And, and they've seen that. And me and Eli, I don't, I don't speak with Eli much anymore. Like if, I, if we saw him, it would be like, you know, riding a bike, we pick up right where we left off. But I don't talk to Eli as much. I'm sure now that I'm back and I'm golfing, I'll go beat up on him on the golf course with him and Zach Piazzi. <laughs> Last one I want to ask you about is a guy we've talked a lot about, you know, getting to end your career on your own terms. Maybe, you know, a lot of guys don't get to do that. A guy who might have an opportunity to do that this year for the Giants. Uh, you played with for a couple years, Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I love Shep. Um, you hurt for a guy that goes through injuries like that. To see what I just went through for the past year and to know that Shep went through that for the last two years, that that hurts. I mean, you, you, I just know he was in a, in a dark place, not knowing if he'd ever get to play football again. I saw that he made the, the active 53 roster. Couldn't be more happy for him. He is the epitome of a pro. Amazing father. I saw him recently on the golf course out here in Arizona, and it just seems like there's no one that has more fun playing football than Sterling Shepard. And that's the type of guy you can cheer for. That's the type of guy you want to be a leader on your team. I don't know if he was voted captain or not, but he's a guy that is followed in that locker room. And uh, just looking forward for him to have an amazing comeback year. And his career is far from over. He's, young, he's younger than I am, so he probably still has another you know, <laughs> four or five years in the, in the tank. So this will just be the start of something great, that, that last chapter for him. And I'm, I'm looking forward to being a, 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 a bystander and maybe a teammate of it. We'll see. There you go. And Justin, we hope that uh, that you get to go out on your own terms. And uh, obviously, you said the podcast is called Net Worth with Justin Pugh. And, and you said that debuts in a few days? We're working on it right now. So we'll, awesome. if we can get this edited up and, and put out there, I got my microphone, I got my ear, I got my headphones. We got all the we got all the bells and whistles going. Now we just got to start putting out some content and getting some guests on. So, all you know, right. I'll have I'll have to get the uh, the beat writer's perspective on things. So I'm going to need you back on one of these days. You uh, and Pat hey. will do a tag a tandem a tandem podcast. Oh, I don't know. You know, I don't know about that. Only one of us has hair. 
<laughs> you know? I'll make you, you guys can do it. They just do like a you know, wrestle for it, you know, wrestle. Them there for you it. go. There you go. That'd be fun. That'd be, that'd be a lot of fun. I'd do that anytime. Anytime you want me to hop on, I'd be happy to do that. So uh, let's uh, Giants fans look for that. Check out uh, Justin. It's uh, what's your, your handle on the platform formerly known as Twitter in case anybody doesn't know. On Twitter, it's at Justin Pugh. You'll find me. I'm always loud and vocal on Twitter. I, I'm, I don't really hold back. Just like my time in New York. I, I call it like I see it. And if you don't like it, just hit mute, hit block. Don't follow me. <laughs> but I'm going to call um, it like I see it. So uh, I look forward go. to interacting with you guys on there. I'm much more engaging on Twitter than any other platform. So feel free to send a comment, question, whatever you want. All right, folks. Check him out on, on Twitter. Check out the uh, the podcast. And we hope that you're successful in helping NFL players transition and that you get a chance to, to finish your career your way. So uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll have our fingers crossed for you. Ed, thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. All right. Giants fans, thank you as always for listening. Please stay safe out there. Take care of each other. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.